1 Samuel chapter 1 and verse 1, now there was a certain man of Ramathaim Zophim of Mount Ephraim whose name was Alkanah. Verse 2, and he had two wives. The name of the one was Hannah. Hannah means grace. The name of the other, Penina. Penina means pearl. Penina had children, but Hannah had no children. This man went up out of his city yearly to worship and to sacrifice unto the Lord of hosts in Shiloh. The two sons of Eli, Hophni and Phinehas, the priests of the Lord, were there. And when the time was that Elkanah offered, he gave to Penina his wife and to all her sons and her daughters portions. But unto Hannah he gave a worthy portion. Some uh, manuscripts interpret this as a double portion. For he loved Hannah, but the Lord had shut up her womb. And her adversary had provoked her sore for to make her fret, because the Lord had shut up her womb. And as he did so year by year, when she went up to the house of the Lord, so she provoked her. So you find out here that it's probably the other wife in the marriage. Therefore she wept and did not eat. Then said Elkanah, her husband, to her, Hannah, why weepest thou? And why eatest thou not? And why is thy heart grieved? Am I not better to thee than ten sons? So Hannah rose up after they had eaten in Shiloh. Everybody say, Hannah was standing. And after they had drunk, now Eli the priest sat. Everybody say, Eli was sitting. Upon a seat of, by a post of the temple of the Lord. She was in bitterness of soul and prayed unto the Lord and wept sore. And she vowed a vow and said, O Lord of hosts, if thou wilt indeed look on the affliction of thine handmaiden and remember me and not forget thine handmaid, but will give unto thine handmaid a man-child, then I will give him unto the Lord all the days of his life, and there shall no razor come upon his head. And it came to pass, as she continued praying before the Lord, that Eli marked her mouth. He was watching her pray as he sat there. Now Hannah, she spake in her heart. Only her lips moved, but her voice was not heard. Therefore Eli thought she had been drunken. And Eli said unto her, How long would thou be drunken? Put away thy wine from thee. And Hannah answered and said, No, my Lord, I am a woman of a sorrowful spirit. I have drunk neither wine nor strong drink, but I have poured out my soul before the Lord. I want to preach to you this morning. There is a blessing for the broken. There is a blessing for the broken. Would you put your Bibles down? Let's lift our hands and our voices to the Lord and ask him to do exactly what he wants to do. Somebody lift your voice with me. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I worship you this morning. I thank you for the privilege to minister to your people. I pray in the name of Jesus Christ that you would loose my tongue to speak according to your perfect will. I pray in the name of Jesus that you would anoint every eye to see anoint every ear to hear and our hearts to embrace the word of the Lord. Help us to break out of every prison cell today into the promise and the miracles that only you can provide. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. I bind every spirit that would come against the work of the Lord here in this city. And I loose the angels of God now in this place to minister according to your will in Jesus name we pray and everybody said in Jesus name would you clap your hands unto the Lord and let out a shout of praise I know it's 928 but has anybody come to have church in the house this morning we love you, Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. 
Before you're seated, tap your neighbor on the shoulder and say, I loose you to worship him however you want to. Say, I will not hinder you. Do your thing for Jesus. You may be seated. Would you clap your hands one more time unto the Lord? This story is about a woman who is desperate for a miracle. Uh, You have Hannah. The Bible says that she was the other wife of Elkanah. And they were up at the temple sacrificing their yearly sacrifice. And we find out when we read this story that Penina was very fruitful. The Bible said she had sons and she had daughters. And when they went up to sacrifice every year, Elkanah would give to Penina the pearl. He would give to her the portion of the gifts for the celebration of the yearly sacrifice. And the Bible said that he gave gifts unto all of her sons and her daughters. She was a very fruitful woman. I can imagine reading this that she probably was a very uh, contented woman with how she was blessed. And on the other side of the spectrum, you have a woman who is barren. She does not have the ability to produce fruit. And most women uh, in life that are married, it's common for them to want to bear fruit. They want to have children most of the time from the people I have seen. And she was desperate for a child. And when they went to the temple, you find the setting where Eli, the judge of Israel, the priest of Israel is sitting on the porch and he is judging everything that's happening. And the Bible says that his two sons, Hophni and Phinehas were there. Hophni and Phinehas, if you do a study on them, they were two of the most rebellious, sinful priests that ever were in the temple of the Lord. And so basically you have a church congregation that is disconnected from what God is trying to accomplish. You have Hannah that is there and she, the Bible says, is praying with a desperation that the priest has never seen before. He is watching her and this woman is doing something that is out of the ordinary. She does not fit in with the normal progression, the normal procedure of people that are coming to church to make their sacrifice. So now he is sitting down and he is watching her and he's realizing there's something wrong with this woman. She does not fit in with what I consider to be normal here. And the Bible says she prayed with a desperation and it tells us that she prayed in her heart and her lips were moving, but nothing was coming out of her mouth. According to Eli, this was worthy of a rebuke. It was not socially acceptable. It was not part of the acceptable church culture. But I want to tell you something. When you begin to do a study on praying without your mouth, uh, without sound coming out of your mouth, it's very obvious that Paul referenced this. He said in Romans 8, 26, likewise, the spirit 
also helpeth our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. I've always heard this taught that it's referring to speaking in tongues. You can reach a place of speaking in tongues where the Spirit is now praying through you and it is groanings which cannot be uttered. And I think there is some truth to that, but when you really look at the words, it says groanings which cannot be uttered. There's a groaning that's happening that's not being uttered. It's not coming out of your mouth. There's something happening on the inside of your soul that is not able to escape. It's, you cannot put into words. You cannot put into, you can't articulate the, the desperation and the hunger and the, the, the desire for a miracle from God. It's not coming out. Your words do not work anymore. I've got to tell you that I have been to this place. I have been to a place where words no longer mattered, it seemed like, in the prayer. I've been to a place where all I could do was lay on the floor and just groan. And then it, then it got even deeper. The, the, the sound left my voice and I'm on the ground and now my, my belly is heaving and my soul is, is, is convulsing and contracting. But nothing is coming out of my mouth that I begin to realize uh, this is what Paul was talking about. Uh, I know of some somebody saw me right now, they would see something that's not acceptable. They would see something that doesn't fit in uh, with what's supposed to be happening. Uh, but God uh, hears the prayer of the broken. Uh, God is paying attention to me uh, on a level I've never had it before. The ESV says the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings that are too deep for words. Oh! Ah! It ain't pretty. We got a desire to be pretty Christians. Now let me just let me just tell you right now. Y'all know I would preach this way if Pastor Johns was here. I've already been here four times. We have a desire to be pretty Christians. We 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 got our cool on, man. We come to church, deodorant, hopefully, cologne, hairspray, a little bit of gel. I put some gel in my hair this morning, some nice spray, breath mints, hopefully, in Jesus' name. Got our tie on, our dress on, and we come, and we got our groove thing on, man. We're walking, and how you doing? I'm a, I'm a Atlanta West Pentecostal church Christian. Mm-hmm. The music's going. We have a desire to be pretty Christians. Pretty Christians pray pretty prayers. Pretty Christians praise pretty. Pretty Christians try to show how effective they are at being pretty Christians. And I'm afraid that there is a ceiling that pretty Christians never get over. The Bible says that God resisteth the proud, but giveth grace to the humble. Some people, I don't know why, I really don't want to know why, I do not want to relate, but some people 
are content to come to church and show their face and act like they've got it all together and they go home. God has not heard you, sir. God has not saw you, sir. God has not listened to you, ma'am. But there's going to be somebody else in the crowd. There's something trembling in their soul. This is not for somebody here, and this is who I'm preaching to today. This is not a normal Sunday for you. This ain't just another Sunday morning service for you. You came, you need a miracle from God today. You need an answer from the Lord. Nothing else will satisfy you today but an answer. And I'm here today in the Holy Ghost to release you in the name of Jesus. Don't worry about what anybody says about you. Don't worry what anybody might think about you. Come on, Hannah. God's got a blessing for the broken. Oh, let's do a little bit more right now. Why don't you release your soul? Come on, release your voice in the presence of the Lord. Woo! Sometimes we despise brokenness. The more broken we become, the more we want to show how unbreakable we are. We don't want to show people we're going through the worst time in our life. We don't want people to see it in our face, the pain that we're dealing with, the unanswered prayer that we've been praying for and praying for and praying for, that lost loved one you've been interceding for and interceding for, that sickness that's in your body that never seems to leave service after service. And we want to have the positive American mental attitude and we want to end everything on a high note and be all happy. I want to tell you something. There are some dimensions in God that you will only get to when you decide to be a broken mess on the floor and you say I'm not getting up I'm not leaving uh, until the Lord hears my prayer I'm not moving out of this position Uh, I don't care how much of a fool I look like Uh, I don't care how much of a fool I act like Uh, there's an answer from God for me and I'm going to get it you're not going to get it sitting there nodding your head Uh, I'm telling you you got to go after him Uh, the only way to get Jesus is to go after him Uh, the only way for Jesus to hear you is if you go after him God responds to brokenness. The Bible says the Lord is nigh unto them that are of a broken heart and saveth such as be of a contrite spirit. Psalms 51, the sacrifices of God are a broken spirit. A broken and a contrite heart, O God, thou wilt not despise. Psalms 147, he healeth. He healeth the broken in heart and bindeth up their wounds. You can come in broken. And if you present that brokenness to the Lord, when you walk out of this place, you're going to be a different person. You're going to have your answer. Who am I talking to this morning? Jesus said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor he hath sent me to heal the brokenhearted to preach deliverance to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind to set at liberty them that are bruised there is a blessing for the broken but we got to get past that prayer that's acceptable to our peers 
we got to get past that prayer that's acceptable to Eli, who's sitting down watching the show like he's the royal spectator, judging everything. Let me tell you something. He's out of the spirit. That spirit of carnality just watches everything going on around. Come on, Hannah. You can't worry about who's watching you. Come on, Hannah. You can't think about what people may say about you. If you're going to get what you need from God, you got to break yourself open before the Lord. The only thing acceptable to me is an answer. I could care less what y'all think about me. I love you. I hope you love me. I do. But when it comes down to touching the Lord, I could care less. I could care less. I remember a time in my life, I was crying every day of my life. I was praying for hours at the church. I would go there. I would spend all night long, and I would groan. God was transforming my life. He was taking junk out of me that was hindering my spirit and hindering my walk with God. And I said, God, I got to get this out. And I went to the church, and people would walk in, and they saw old weeping Joe crying, laying on the floor. I was groaning. When I woke up, when I got up, my eyes were so poof, I couldn't hardly see out of my eyes. They were, there was blood spots all over my I can remember praying until I tasted blood in my throat. I can remember praying until my belly was in so much pain from pushing and reaching. Do you know what God did? God answered my prayer. That's what he did. God cannot resist the prayer of the broken. He cannot resist the prayer of someone who says, I'm not here for you. I'm not here for you. I'm not here for you. I'm here for him, and he likes it. That's why I'm going after him like this, because he likes it. He likes it. He likes it when I lift my voice He likes it when I clap my hands. He likes it when I say, I need you, Jesus. Eli didn't understand what's happening. He was carnal. Carnal people will never understand what is happening when someone really gets in the spirit. There's a clash. The initial reaction of the flesh to the spirit is repulsion. Oh my goodness, what's wrong with that dude? I can see some of your faces right now. What's wrong with this preacher? Come on, dude, it's 9.43. I just woke up four minutes ago, man. What's wrong with you, you freak? flesh, the spirit will never make sense to you. But if you can bust out of that flesh a little bit and do what that flesh doesn't like, see our flesh likes to come and just sit. We just want to watch the show. You freak out up there, preacher. I'm going to sit back here and just disappear in the crowd. And I'm going to listen to what you say and we're going to go home saying, well, it was a good message. He could have changed this. He might have done this differently. Whatever you're going to say. Listen, I want to tell you something. As soon as you start doing what your flesh doesn't like, that flesh will peel away. And it will be spirit to spirit. And the initial reaction of the spirit to the spirit is the greatest fulfillment you'll ever feel in your life. Do you remember when you got the Holy Ghost? I got five hand raises and six head nods. Do you remember when you got the Holy Ghost? Listen, listen. You didn't, you didn't act like this when you got the Holy Ghost. Well, now, I just spoke in tongues. Wasn't that wonderful? Thank you for praying for me. Are you kidding me? You're like, ah! 
lightning just struck your head. You got past your flesh. And it was spirit to spirit. And when that flesh is pulled back and the veil reveals that spirit that's inside of you, I want to tell you something. It's the greatest time you can possibly have. This church service would take on a whole new meaning. Uh, if we would make up in our minds, uh, I'm going to get out of my flesh. Uh, I'm going to, my flesh just wants to sit here. You shut up, flesh. Uh, I'm going to stand. Uh, I'm not going to be an Eli sitting down. Uh, I'm going to be a Hannah. I'm standing up. Uh, I need you, God. Oh, let's do that again. I feel something moving. I feel something breaking. Come on, push a little bit with me right now. Reach just a little bit with me. Don't just look around. Come on, involve yourself. see, this play has been repeated throughout the history of the Bible. It's the same play over and over again. The same exact scenario over and over again. You got three actors. You got God, you got the judge, and you got the broken. Y'all remember blind Bartimaeus? Jesus is passing by. Obviously, screaming to the top of your lungs for Jesus Christ was socially unacceptable. The disciples, not, not the Pharisees, not the Sadducees, the disciples tried to shut him down. They tried to shut him up, but he wouldn't shut up. That makes me so happy. I don't have to shut up. You don't have to shut up. Doesn't matter what people think about you, what you look like. You can break out of sweat. You can snot on the floor. Doesn't, you don't have to shut up. And Jesus, when he saw this man who refused to be hemmed in by carnality, he said, bring him to me. And the man that was blind Walked away seeing. Another time, same story. The Canaanite woman, the Syrophoenician woman whose daughter was grievously vexed with the devil. You got God. You got the judges. And you have the broken. She's crying after Jesus. Jesus. Crying to the top of her lungs, Jesus, thou son of David, 
Have mercy upon me. Why are you crying? Because the only thing that will satisfy me is an answer. I cannot come into the presence of the Lord and leave in my dilemma. I cannot come dealing with the same issue I've been dealing with day after day, weekend after weekend, year after year. The only thing that's going to satisfy me is an answer from the Lord. And the Bible says she cried after him and would not shut up. And then the judges who are sitting there watching, seeing if what you're doing is uh, religiously acceptable, they begin to see and they they rebuked her and they said Lord send her away for she crieth after us do something about this woman who's out of order she's messing up our church service she would not shut up. The Bible says she cried out all the more. Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy upon me. My daughter's grievously vexed with the devil. And you know the story. First he ignored her. Then he said, I'm not sent but to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Then he said, it's not meat to give the children's bread and cast it to the dogs. In other words, you're a dog. You're not worthy of this miracle. And she said, truth, Lord. But even the dogs eat from the crumbs which fall from the master's table. What is What are we learning? She would not be denied. There's a brokenness that will not be denied. And if you have that kind of brokenness, uh, God's going to answer your prayer. There's a blessing for the broken. Uh, I may be talking to one person and I'm going to preach to you like you're on your feet running the aisles. Uh, I want to tell you something. Uh, forget about who's around you. Forget about what people may think about you. There's a blessing for the broken. Uh, if you'll reach out to him, God will give you what you need. If you go after him, God will give you what you need. When you're broken, even a whisper will shake the heavens. A whisper. Jesus. I was up in the wee hours of the morning. I've been up all night. I don't take any responsibility for what I say today, okay? My, my, both my kids, my wife is at the hotel. My kids have some kind of weird virus, hand, foot, mouth, whatever it is. I'm sure you mamas know about it. The kids are, so they're out of it. David became possessed by Lucifer last night, and he was up all night long. And they took, they did tag teaming. I guess they talked about it beforehand because Micah, he would scream for 35 minutes and then he would fall asleep. And David, David who was silent the whole 35 minutes, now it's his turn to start screaming for 35 minutes. They tag teamed. They butchered us last night. So I take no responsibility for what I say today. You understand what I'm saying? And I forgot what I was going to say. Let me look at my notes real quick. Yeah. A whisper. When you're broken, a whisper can shake the heavens. But there's a ceiling. There's a ceiling you've got to bust through. I'm talking to somebody here who needs a miracle today. There's a ceiling you've got to bust through. You've got to forget about who's around you. You've got to forget about what service you're in, what time it is, what day it is, and you've got to get a tunnel vision. And say, he's the one I'm here for. He's the one I'm going after. 
If you got to explain yourself to somebody later, that's fine. But I want to tell you something. The only way you're going to get what you need from God is to get up from where you are and go after him exactly how he's telling you to do it. I cannot tell you how many churches I've been in where I've saw people. I saw people sitting in the crowd that were so desperate for God, but they refused to move because they didn't want to blow their cover. Preached a revival in a prominent church, and this there was a man in the back. He was rich. He had the duds, man. He had on Hugo Boss and blah, 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 whatever the stuff is, and, and, and he just looked good, and he walked in. He kind of had this, you know, how you doing? I'm here. Let's get this thing going. You know what I'm saying? And he sat in the back, and he would nod his head and kind of give a little wave if I said something he liked. And up in the front, up in the second row on the front pew, there was a man sitting there, and it was his first time there. And he came in, and he had a ponytail, and he looked like he'd just come off the street, and, and he was ragged. But every he was hanging on every single word that I said through that microphone. And his, when I said, Jesus can heal you, his eyes got big, and it dawned on him, wait a minute, God can heal me. When I said, God can set you free, it hit him like a ton of bricks. God's going to set me free. And that man, he stood up at all the wrong times. He cried out at all the wrong times. He lived and his voice and all the wrong. He wasn't in the flow of the service. He was in the flow of the Holy Ghost. He was addicted to alcohol and cigarettes and that dude came down to the front. We slapped our hands on his head and rebuked those spirits out of his life. He got the Holy Ghost with the evidence of talking in tongues. He got baptized in Jesus' name and from that day forward, he hadn't smoked another cigarette or junked another swig of alcohol. But the guy in the back, I found out later, he was a heroin addict. He needed it more than anybody in the house, but he just sat there. He did not get his miracle, people. He didn't get his miracle. I'm telling you, there is a blessing for the broken. There's a blessing for somebody who say, I don't care what I look like. I don't care what I sound like. I don't care what I act like. Jesus is here, and I'm going after him. I'm going after him. How would you act if you saw him here? How would you act if you saw Jesus here? What if you saw him standing up here right now? How would you behave? I might elbow you in the face trying to get to Jesus. I wouldn't care what you th- You didn't set me free. You didn't break the chains in my life. I might accidentally kick somebody going to him, and I would grab onto his feet and he would not go anywhere until I was done. He's here. He's here. He's here. He's here. You you can get what you need right now. He's here. You know, we're here right now. We're here in Hannah. We're here in Hannah. This whole message might have been for her. We're here in Hannah right now. Come on, you're going to be an Eli and just watch? Come on, don't just watch the show. Come on, is there anybody desperate for a miracle? Anybody desperate enough to cry out to God? Ah! Ah! We got-
got another one walking up here. Anybody else desperate for God? Come on, I dare you right now. Get out from behind your pew. I'm all done preaching. Uh, is anybody understand? Uh, the Lord is here right now. If you go after him right now, don't worry about what you sound like. Uh, don't worry about what you look like. Uh, there's a blessing for the broken. That's it, buddy. Keep on shouting. That's it, buddy. Keep on shouting. God's hearing your prayer right now. He's hearing your prayer right now. He's hearing your prayer right now. That's it, mama. Keep on crying. I see tears flowing right now. Come on. You're breaking out of your flesh. You're breaking out of your flesh right now. You're breaking out of your flesh. The more you push, the more that flesh has got to get out of your way. And the Holy Ghost is going to do what you I see so many tears right now. I see so many faces stained with tears. You've been holding that in the whole service. Come on, let it out. Let it out. There's a river trying to get out of you right now. There's a river trying to be released inside of you. Come on, anybody feel like getting on your face? Anybody feel like screaming? You don't have to shut up. It doesn't matter what anybody says. You don't have to be quiet. You don't have to calm down. There's a blessing for the broken. There's a blessing for the broken. Come on, blow your cover, blow your cover, blow your cover. Let that desperation out. Let that hunger out. Come on, let that agony out. Let that brokenness pour out of you like a river. God is listening right now. God is listening. I want you to be led of the Holy Ghost right now. Reach over and lay your hands on somebody. Reach over and put your hands on somebody. Come on, don't be an Eli. Don't just watch what's happening. Uh, come on, don't be a judge. Lay your hands on somebody. Help them get it. Somebody's about to have a son. Somebody's about to have a promise uh, that's going to change their life. Uh, but you got to get desperate. That's it. Put your hands on somebody. Put your hands on somebody. Lay your hands on somebody. In the name of Jesus, uh, I release to you your promise. I release to you your promise. I release to you your deliverance. I release to you your miracle. Come on, Canaanite woman. Let your voice out. Come on, blind Bartimaeus. Let your voice out. Come on, Hannah. There's a blessing for the broken. (laughs) 